Hey mama, you probably noticed that the term self-love has kind of been popularized on the internet in the past few years or so, which is totally cool. And I think that we're definitely moving into a generation that understands that beating yourself up and living with guilt and just generally feeling bad about yourself does not help you better yourself. Because in order to truly become the best version of you and to get to the next level in your life and achieve more, you have to begin with loving yourself first and accepting yourself just where you are right now. And as you know, if you've been a listener for a while, I went on my own self-love journey last year in 2019, and I want to share with you what I've discovered about how self-love truly manifests, and I hope that you walk away with the understanding that self-love isn't just self-care, right? And it's not about letting yourself off the hook, which I think is a common misconception about self-love. But, you know, it's really a mindset that you'll notice affects everything you do and how you do what you do and why you do what you do. So I was recently interviewed on a podcast called The Road to Self-Love with Paul Fishman, who used to be my my coach, and we had an amazing conversation about self-love and self-worth. And I wanted to share it with you today because oh, it was such an inspiring conversation, and I hope that it motivates and inspires you to make some positive, healthy change in your life today, not just in what you do, but in how you see yourself and how you love and value yourself. This is something that's really, truly going to benefit your entire family, especially your kids and how they see themselves and the next generation. So thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Here we go. This is the Motivation for Mom Show, a personal development podcast for moms, hosted by certified life coach and fellow mama, Sarah Munder. Each week, Sarah will bring you motivation, inspiration, and personal empowerment to help you show up even stronger for your family and be the mom and woman you were meant to be. You sacrifice so much of yourself every day, and it's time to take at least a few minutes and invest this time into nurturing yourself and filling your soul. You are worthy and you deserve it. Ready, Mama? Before we dive into today's episode, I'd like to invite you to grab your copy of The Mama Miracle, a worksheet I created to help you start your day with clarity and intention. Whenever you need a miracle in your life, you can turn to The Mama Miracle to help you get crystal clear on what you want to create and manifest in your life. The Mama Miracle ebook and worksheet was originally one of my best-selling products, but I'm giving it to you, my friend, for absolutely free. Just go to themamamiracle.com, put in your name and best email address, and I'll email it over to you right away so you can print it out and fill it out as many times as you need to. You have more power than you think, and sometimes you just need some clarity on what exactly you want and need. So go get your copy of The Mama Miracle for free at themama, that's M-A-M-A, miracle.com. Now, go enjoy the episode. Well, welcome back to The Road to Self-Love. It's your boy, Paul Fishman, self-love coach, business mentor, and you do you activist. So honored and excited because I have Sarah Munder on the show today. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So, Sarah, what I love to ask all of my guests when they join is this question, you know, for me, self-love is the devotion to your individuality. Like, being you fully 100%, no qualms about it, just showing up. Like, this is what I help my clients do. This is what I'm into. So my question for you is, like, who are you? How do you want to be known? Like, what lights you up in life? And and how would you introduce your own self? 
Ooh, that's such a good question. And I'm so glad that you asked it because it's actually something that I sit down in my journal and I ask myself every day, what do I want to be known for? How do I want to show up today? And I think for me as a mom, it always, always comes back to how do I want my kids to know me as? And because their opinion is the most important thing in the world to me. Um, how do I want them to remember me? How do I want them to talk about me to their kids? And it's so cool and weird that I'm finally in a place where I can like think about those things. Um, cause for, for the longest time, like before you have kids, you think about how you want the world around you to know you and like you care about other people's opinions. Um, and there's that too. Um, I think that I do want to be known as far as the general public standpoint and like um, my clients and my extended family and my friends as someone who's strong and confident and overcomes any obstacle that comes my way, but doesn't just talk about what I want in life, but actually just does the damn thing and just. Mm -hmm finds a way to make it happen and like she you know she's the one that inspired me to to do this even though I knew it would be hard even though I, I didn't know if I could and so I deeply deeply care about people I'm a very sensitive empath and I feel the pain of others and I I know how painful it is to to not be where you want in life and to just beat yourself up because you feel like you keep failing. And to me, that really, really drives me to not only show my kids, I've got three kids, two, two girls who are four and six, and I have a, a brand new baby boy too. And, and now I'm thinking of life in terms of like how a boy sees me now, but I want them to be inspired that that they can just literally do anything that, that they want in life. And so mm -hmm. I hope that answers your question. I just feel so this drive to help people do that because I care so much about people. Mm, where do you think that, that deep like caring came from? Oh, that's a good question too. Um, I, you know, it, I think it's come from a lot of years of self-reflection and going through therapy and coaching and understanding my own pain and how um, it affects how I live my life. And I can, as I mentioned, I, I feel like I'm an empath and I feel like I can see where people are struggling and like see how they're beating themselves up. And so self, the self-reflection really helps me to see not only what I'm capable of, but I can see what other people are capable of and their inherent strength that they have inside themselves and that power to, to drive anything they want in their life. Mm, yeah, so it's that seeing in others just their, the beauty that they have within themselves. I love it that. has to start with you, though, before you're yeah. going to change anybody else's life. I mean... You, you have to identify the, the, the beautiful and scary parts in yourself. Yes, you do. I mean, you're preaching to the choir right here. I, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, everyone who's listening, you know, that's something really important to that. Um, I know, Sarah, you've been on your own journey. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your journey you know, where, where you started and what got you to where you are being this, you know, you have a podcast and you're really focused on motivating moms to be the best versions of themselves. And, but take me back before that, like, where were you? What, what were some of the pivotal moments in your life that kind of like woke you up to wanting to be the best mom and human that you could be? Okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Oh my goodness gracious. Where do we start? Um, I was an only child. I was raised in a very strict, structured religion. Well, I'll just, I'll just call it out. I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness. And I think that a lot of people understand when, when I say that, how 
um, structured and strict that really is, right? And so I came out of that world when I turned into an adult. And um, at that point, it was a world of possibilities because you're, you're, when you're raised with a specific belief pattern or set of beliefs, um, the world is very limited and small and what just like just reality is very limited. And then when I came out of that, um, I realized that like, I didn't even know what to believe and, but anything's possible. And so I, I started my personal development journey then about the time I was 18 or 19. Um, and when I became a mom, when I was about 25, um, I, I had two girls back to back and this was the pivotal moment in my life when I found myself in the rock bottom of motherhood. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, and this, anyone can relate to this because this is so, it's such a like catch 22 sort of cycle of guilt, but you find yourself so unhappy and so unfulfilled, despite the fact that you know that you have it really good. Like you're, you can count your blessings all day and you can try to be positive and grateful for what you have and for your privilege and for the beautiful things in your life, but you still feel unhappy and unfulfilled. And to me, that's just like rock bottom of at least motherhood because at that point, not only are you feeling the feelings of unhappiness and unfulfilled, but you're, you're blaming yourself for that. And you're feeling guilty for feeling that way because you're like, oh my God, like I should be the happiest person on earth with these beautiful kids in my life and with all that I get to do and all of my responsibilities. Mm-hmm. But to, for me, I woke up every day feeling like a victim of motherhood. And I just felt like I could never get on top of anything. Like I was constantly falling behind. I was, at the time, I had two little kids at home. I was trying to finish my degree. And I had these goals for myself, which were non-negotiable. Like I, I knew that I, I needed to figure something out, but I felt powerless. But I, I wasn't about to give up my goals too. And that was when a good friend reminded me, and I don't remember exactly when this came to me, but it was one of those things that comes to you exactly when you need it. You know, mm-hmm. like it'll just bubble up inside of you and the, the words will just play in your mind and you're like, oh my gosh, if you're open to it. I feel like that happens. And I probably was praying for help and for an answer and this, it just came to me. But what my friend had told me before was, you control the tides in your family. And when that came to me, I was like, that's it. I am in control. I'm the grown up here. I am a leader in my family. Why is this so hard? Like, why can't I seem to just fix my problems that are, that are making me feel overwhelmed? For example, just to give you some context, it was, you know, wake up every day, the house was a wreck. I could never find anything I needed for me. My kids could never find what they needed. Um, my girls weren't sleeping through the night. I couldn't wean my toddler from breastfeeding, and I really wanted to. And I was trying to finish my degree, and so I was. It was just like I just felt like a mess all the time. And so I realized, girl, you have the power to change things. And. That was so powerful for me. That was so empowering. Um, Thinking back to when I had first started my personal development journey in my late teen years, early 20s, um, I had found a worksheet that helped me sort of, it was like a manifestation worksheet and it helped me claim my power and and all that. And I was like, I couldn't find it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make one that works for me. I'm going to make one specifically for a mom. And so that's when the Mama Miracle was born. And it's a two-page worksheet that helps moms tap into the power that they have, ask their higher power for assistance, get really clear on what their next steps are, 
and get really clear on what they want. You know, this is the change I'd like to see in my life. And this is how I'm going to be kind to myself. And here's what I'm going to do for self-care today. So it's like a daily worksheet. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that. And it is crazy how I, I kept all of my worksheets that I, that I was doing back then. This was back in 2017, by the way, when my girls were little. And I look back at those worksheets and I have achieved every single thing that I had envisioned for my life back then. Wow. Yeah. Like that's how powerful we are when we set an intention and we just trust in our higher powers, in our higher selves, whatever that looks like for you and and really tap into that strength and power that we have inside us. Mm. Mm. Uh, This... I love that journey. I really love how you took it from, it was really like flipping the script. Like originally it was all about everyone else. And then when you made it about yourself and owned your power and the power of it being about you so that you can show up for everyone in the way that you truly want to, that's when the magic really happened. And that's so cool. So tell me, um, I mean, this mama miracle workshop sound, uh, a worksheet sounds really interesting so it is this something that uh people can get or like what what what, tell me about this oh yeah so um to begin with i started to sell it on etsy it was like one of those um downloadable products that i started to sell and it did really well and eventually my business evolved into coaching moms in other areas and i created online courses. And so I decided to give that worksheet away for free. So it's available for free on my website, themamamiracle.com. And you can, I've been meaning to turn it into a workbook so that it's like all in one place. It's, it's something I've been meaning to do since I created the worksheet and I will get there. Um, but you, you just print it out and fill it out. And it is so powerful in starting your day because I, I really truly believe that we can create any change that we want in our life, whether it's because here are some of the examples of beliefs we tell ourselves and stories that we tell ourselves about life. You know, my house is out of control. It's always going to be that way. I just, I can't do anything about it. Mm. Or for, for moms and women, we have um, these thoughts of like, well, my worth is based on X, Y, Z, whether that's body image or for a long time I struggled with, well, I'm not financially contributing to my family. And so I, my worth is lower. And so I had to overcome that while also demonstrating that I can overcome the belief that I also can't make money. Does that make sense? Like it was like another catch 22 where I had this limiting belief that I couldn't make money. And I also had this limiting belief that my worth was based on how much money I made, Mm -hmm. which were both completely false. And so I had to do the work to realize that my, my worth is not what I do. It's not what I give. It's not what I make. It's not what I accomplish, but it's me. Mm. like I am my worth I am the valuable aspect to my family because if if I wasn't there then my family wouldn't have me and that you know that's ultimately that that'd be horrible (laughs) oh man I love that and I think that hearing that will wake up a lot of people you know that that dance these two stories you were telling yourself were doing, they were both playing into each other and they were both false. So it's like this false universe that you were creating from stories that weren't true. So cool. Um, I mean, I remember, so a little, a little um, story about Sarah and I, I, Sarah, I coached Sarah for three months and three months of my life, by the way. Stop. <laughs> okay. Well, you. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm blushing. Uh, so, and I was that was the breakthrough that you had while you and I were working together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely did a lot of work around my beliefs that my worth was based on what I brought to the table, mm-hmm. but also 
that I couldn't make money because mm-hmm. I ultimately at the end of the day, I, I had this goal of creating a business and making money, which there's nothing wrong with that, like all the power to it. And so, like you said, like there, there was that like negative dichotomy going on playing into each other. And so, yeah, we worked on that together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just think this is something that so many people go through in general when it comes to this concept of like just setting themselves up for failure, right? Like, and knowing that because it's safe, because what you're experiencing right now, you know, you know that feeling of not being safe, making money and also not feeling safe, not making money. So it's like, we know what that feels like. So it, it's how do we get out of that? And I'd love to know like how, if someone came to you and they were like, Hey, okay, I hear this, you know, as a mom, like I'm really struggling because I want to contribute to my household and I know I do so much, but I'm also struggling so much because what I'm contributing isn't financial and what I've been conditioned to believe about myself is if I don't contribute financially, I'm worthless. Like, what would you say to them? Like, how, what would you, how would you pep talk them out of that? That's so good. Um, so, you know, obviously it starts with identifying that this is a limiting belief. And if you keep telling yourself this story that mom life is hard and it prevents you from reaching your goals, in this case, making money or building a business or doing a thing, you keep telling your story that your worth is based on how much you make, then, <laughs> I mean, I know firsthand there's a lot of work to be done there. And so it's, it's recognizing those beliefs first and foremost. Um, and this is why I love what you do, Paul. And this is why I was so drawn to you. When, when we first started working together, I was thinking about at the time hiring like a traditional business coach. And then I found you and I, I really felt that need for, okay, this self-love guy, like that's, that could be the thing I'm missing here. And I, I had a, I had an I, or an inclining, in, what's the word? Inkling? Inkling. Yeah. Thank you. That perhaps that was the key to unlock what I, what I was really after. Because at the end of the day, Paul, we, know how to figure things out. Mm-hmm. And we don't give ourselves enough credit for that. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you really don't need a coach for blah, 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 all these areas of your life. But why do we hire them and invest in them? Because we're investing in ourselves. And we, at the end of the day, just need to believe that we can figure it out yeah. and that there is a way. And so... Identifying those beliefs, really pouring into our confidence and starting with like small goals that we reach and it builds off of each other and we start to create bigger goals for ourselves. And then I want moms to get to a point where they have such big, ridiculous dreams in their life and it is so powerful that desire to get there is so powerful that it's it's motivation to to do the work to get there i don't know if that makes sense but but and i i also what i what my specialty is in coaching moms is not only just identifying the limiting beliefs and working on those but then like let's create a plan to get there. And I'm a very left brain logical person. And so for me, I have to like see what it's going to actually take in order to believe it. And that was the next part of my journey when I created my planner makeover course, because I realized at the end of the day that it, you know, achieving these big, grand, audacious goals, all it is is just breaking it down into a series of steps and then scheduling it into your day. And yes, mom life is hard. And yes, if you don't, if you're not intentional with your time, everybody in your life and your family is going to suck that time, right? Like mm-hmm. your time is going to get filled. And so I show moms how to 
break down any big goal or dream or just desire for change, right? Like, oh, I need to get my house more functional. I need to um, create this positive change in my family so that everybody's just living better. And just simply schedule it in. Just simply schedule in those steps to get there. Yeah. Why do you think um, moms sacrifice themselves so much? Why do they think, why do you think that like, generally speaking, moms fall into that self-sabotage? That's a good question. I think that um, at the end of the day, we just want our loved ones around us to be happy. And Mm -hmm. so we're always putting their needs first, which there's nothing inherently wrong with that. Um, And, you know, everybody says, you can't pour from an empty cup. And I actually call bullshit on that because we pour from an empty cup all the <laughs> long day. Like we, we will pour and we'll pour and we'll pour from it. Like we will find a way to just like grab what our family needs and pull it together. Um, but what I teach is that it, it doesn't have to be like that. Mm. It doesn't have to be hard. Um, for example, let me just give you a personal example. I had, I started this year, 2020, with these big grand goals for my business. And I had like the amount that I wanted to make. And then we decided to move cross country from California to Georgia. And then coronavirus hit. And I said to myself, I'm not going to focus on those goals anymore because it's like an entirely different um, environment, right? And like, which I just have other things I need to focus on right now, which is fine. Like if, if someone were to tell me, you know, I'm just readjusting, that'd be totally okay. And the thing that I couldn't shake was like, but I still want to, like, I still, I still want to reach my goals. Like, I don't want to give up my goals because I'm about to have a baby because I'm about to, <laughs> I forgot to mention that because I'm about to move across country because yeah. the world is shutting down. Like yeah. I, I don't like, I couldn't sleep at night because I just wanted so badly more. Mm. And I, I think that that's perfectly okay to want more. And I think that moms give themselves such a hard time for wanting more. And it's again, that like dichotomy of guilt where it's like, I, want more but I also feel guilty because I want to give everything to my family and then when they focus on their family they're like well now I feel guilty because I feel like I should be like pursuing my career or these big goals and and again they're like always pulled between these two extremes and Mm. I like just you know what let's clear everything off the table let's stop overthinking this you can have it all And that gets me in a lot of trouble, Paul, because when I say like, you can have it all and you can do it all, like do it all mom, right? Like everyone hates that person. Like he thinks she can just do it all. And this person doesn't even exist. But my take on it is no, we can, but do it all, do all that is important and valuable and meaningful to you and let go of the rest like let go of the expectations that you think society puts on you the things you think you should be doing but if having a clean house is not at your priority list then just let it go if you if you're focusing on other things if being in the best shape of your life is not on your priority list right now, right? Because things change as seasons change. I just had a baby being in the best shape of my life was on my priority list last year, but it's not on my priority list right (laughs) right now because it's just a different season. Yeah. Right. And so I think it's okay to want what we want. And I also think it's really important to remember that we can, we just Mm. have to be really intentional with our time. (laughs) Yeah. And that, I think that's, that's just a really poor, important punctuation that it, we have to be very intentional with our time. And, and that's why I think what you do with regards to the planner makeover course and the Mama Manifestation worksheet is that you're doing this work and it's a lot, you're making it so easy. You're so, so easy. And I don't, 
I'm not a mom. Like I can't, I can't relate to having to take care of anything other than a puppy. And, uh, which sometimes I feel like is harder than kids because puppies don't grow up and they always need that you to feed them. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm, puppies are like, always no. like shitting all over the house too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've trained ours. I don't know about yours. Oh, there's some work to be done there. I need to schedule it in. <laughs> schedule it in, schedule it in. Um, but you know, I'd love to, to understand like for speaking of, I heard Did them, you that. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, they're they're put away in their crate because I always put them away. And they're arguing with me. They're like, Mom, stop talking bad about me right now. <laughs> I love that. I love that. They know. They know. So when it comes, uh, I've lost my train of thought, but that's okay. Um, and because of that, what I'm going to do is we're just going to play a road trip game right now. <laughs> How about that? Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. I was okay. hoping that there wouldn't be any improvisation because that is not my strength. Let's, Perfect. Let's well, this is, this is just, um, I, I love playing the game We're Not Really Strangers with my guests, and it's this card game that normally I have the people in the car pick a card. But since you're not in the car and we're not in the car, I'm just going to pick one of these cards. And... Okay. Um, and you have to answer this question. I'll answer too. What's been the best compliment a stranger has ever given you? The best compliment a stranger has ever given to me. Whenever someone sees me out in the wild with my wild children, it's always something along the lines of, you are so patient. <laughs> That's a good compliment. Thank you for noticing that. <laughs> uh, yes, um, you are so patient. I, and uh, for me, I think the best compliment that I've received from strangers is like, you being you has changed my life from an internet stranger. And like that, I'm just so grateful for those, those compliments. That is so uh, yeah. Well, you changed my life, Paul, just so you know. But you already know that. <laughs> I, I, um, I'm, I really, like that time when I was working with you and I, I had a bunch of one-on-one -on -one clients, I just remember that time being really, really exciting. Um, and that was, that was a really fun time. And, and it showed me, because before working with you, I just did group. Well, I had a few one-on-one -on -one clients, but Specifically from being on James's podcast, I got a bunch of people who wanted to work on me with me one on one. And just you showed me this excitement that is being able to spend that intimate time with someone, especially the intimate time with someone who wanted to actually do the work. I've had plenty of clients who don't want to do the work, and it's always so refreshing when you pay someone and you do want to do what they're supporting you doing. So I am just as grateful for you as you are for me. Well, there's, there's transformation in the transaction. And when you hire a coach, you are ultimately investing in yourself and you're, you're telling, I mean, there's this level of like, well, shit, now I got to make it happen because I just paid all this money to my coach. And so there's that level of accountability, right? Like, all right, I'm all in. And that's why it's so life-changing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of my clients have said the most impactful piece was paying you. I'm like, I didn't do anything else but that. You're like, no, I mean, feel free to indulge yourself again. <laughs> yeah, over and over and over again. I will receive that. No, it's, it's, uh, it's been quite a journey and it's so fun just witnessing your growth. And, and um, you know, there's another part of your journey that I, I've been really inspired by. And, uh, that, and I'd love to know if you can talk about your journey with Mommy Juice. Yes, I think you're referring to wine, <laughs> alcohol. Yeah, I would love to. Um, I'm, I'm in such a different place now than I was when I first started this goal. But basically, going back to early 2019, that's when I started my podcast, and um, I was I was you know knee deep in mom mom life. So I was finding myself going to the wine every day and I would open up a bottle when I started making dinner and it was sort of becoming a daily habit. And I, I realized this and I noticed this, but I was also starting to feel like, wow, like this, this is, um, this is increasing. Like now, now I was at a point where I was 
by the time dinner was done and we had gotten through evening chores, it was like a bottle a day. And which is so not uncommon for moms these days, for anybody really, especially during like quarantine life. Um, but I knew that if I was going to reach my goals for 2019, so beginning of last year, I, I knew that I had to address what I call my pivotal priority. So it's like that one thing in your life that if you changed would just like knock down every other goal. Like it would bring such tremendous positive impact to every area of your life, mm. like a domino effect. And I, and I did a podcast episode on this and I think I was a bottle of wine deep when I did that podcast episode. <laughs> and then the, like, the next, the very next week I was like, you know what? I know that if I'm preaching about this and I know if I'm going to reach my goals for the year, I need to address this one thing, which for me was the hardest thing for me to change in my life. Because it wasn't like I was some raging alcoholic. It wasn't like I had all these big problems because of alcohol in my life. You know, I wasn't getting DUIs. I wasn't not taking care of my kids. I was actually a very, very good drinker. <laughs> like in the sense of like, I was so functional. I got my best work done after I had had a few. Um, but ultimately I knew that it was holding me back because I knew that I still wasn't like my most functional, yeah. you know, like I knew that it could be better. I knew that I could be better. And I also knew that it was the hardest thing I would ever do because I had tried before. I had tried to stop drinking before for like various like challenges or my own personal just, you know, I'll try to take a week off or I'll try to take a month off. And it was hard. Like I found it to be really, really hard. And so I made that commitment to myself. I said, you know what? I'm going to go one year without alcohol and see what happens to my life. See what happens to my goals. See what happens to the podcast see what happens to my business and my parenting and my relationship with my kids, my husband and my friends. And it, that was the, the biggest thing I could have ever done for myself was taking that year off because it made me realize how powerful I am when I set my mind to something, as long as I have a strategy, right. And, and I um, can talk about my strategy if you want or not, but I mean, it's, it's different for everyone there. I think that being drawn to alcohol or alcoholism, if you want to call it, that is a scale there. It's just like a spectrum of how, where you are on that spectrum, how hard it is for someone. Um, but I was able to do it with just my own strategies. And a lot of those strategies can be applied to any goal you set for yourself, especially the ones that um, involve a change of habit. Because that's, it's so hard to change your habits. But I figured out a way and I was able to go a solid year without a single drop of alcohol, which for me was so huge. And in that time, I was also able to help and coach other moms who, who were trying to do the same thing. And I was able to see the ripple effect of what my work on myself was having on the people around me and on their families and in their lives, which is just so, so meaningful. And then I got pregnant late in the year. And so at that point it was like, well, I think it was like eight or nine months into the year when I got pregnant. I was like, well, now I definitely can't drink. So at, <laughs> at least um, there's that, but I still, you know, but a lot of moms like still drink when they're pregnant. Like, oh, the doctor says a glass of wine a day is fine. Um, and so I, I did always have that lingering in the back of my head. Like, oh, I could, I could if I really wanted to, like I could have a glass, but I stuck to my goal and it was, it was the best year of my life, Paul. Mm. So where are you with that now? Well, it's hard to say because I'm not pregnant anymore. I, I fulfilled my year goal. And mm -hmm. from the get-go, when I set the goal of going one year without alcohol, I said that I'm not going to worry about the future. I'm not going to make this a never again thing. Because to be honest with you, it was just too painful to do that. I loved wine so much. Yeah. And that was one of my strategies, honestly, was to, to not do the never again thing. It was like, okay, let's just focus on the what's right now. Let's just focus on today. And let me just focus on what I can do today, which in the beginning, in the early weeks was, you know, th there was a level of detoxing involved because whenever you've done something for a long time, whatever habit that is, especially with 
substances that are physically addicting, um, there is that level of like withdrawal and detoxing. And so, you know, that was in the early weeks. And then I realized that I needed to create some new habits in my life to replace the old ones. And so I just basically replaced my love and draw with wine with this dream of building a business that helps people. And as I mentioned before, it it was so big that it overpowered my desire to go back to what I was doing. Mm. And I still have that dream. And every single month since I started, I have set my dreams higher, except for the beginning of this year when I tried it for a hot minute, convinced myself that I should let go of my goals because it would be too hard. And then I realized, what am I doing? I can still do what I want to do this year in my business and yeah. my personal life. And, and so, I mean, yes, I have had a glass here, a glass there since I've had the baby, like when it was appropriate, when I knew I didn't have to breastfeed. And the biggest lesson that I've learned is that you can do anything that you want in your life, whatever goal that is, you have the power in you. Mm-hmm. And that gives me some for the future and for what I envision. I also really want to highlight something important that you pinpoint is that it's okay to change your mind and it's okay to evolve and it's okay to change period. And this is something you would get stuck in this perfectionism of like having to do it a certain way. And just because you were a sober mom once doesn't mean that you always have to be that way. And I think that, of course, this is a case-by-case scenario. And if, you know, we're talking about someone who has massive addiction issues and uh, a little more extreme, then take this with a grain of salt. I really want to drive home the point that, like, you get to decide every single day how you show up and what works for you and what doesn't. And and that's ultimate self-love. This this willingness to say you know what this year drinking wine is not a cute look for me but afterwards i'm not going to be as rigid because i showed myself for 12 freaking months that i could do something and that is going to support me knowing that i can make anything happen as long as i put my mind to it yeah yeah that's so true and thank you for saying that because there is a fine balance between with any goal the rigidity of um, it has to be a certain way or the how. And I've come to a place where I have just let go of the how and really trusted in um, my personal evolution and where I'm headed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. The, and I think that that's important because you have a very specific why, right? If we don't have a why, the how doesn't matter. Uh, although the how can be very distracting, especially yeah. for those of us in our masculine energy and the business mind, figure out how we're going to hit that six figure mark and all that coaching mumbo jumbo that you hear. And, and what the elevated coaches will mentor you into witnessing in yourself is that focusing too much on the how is taking away from you even making any progress because you're never celebrating anything. And totally. I think that we all have, again, going back to those like messages that come up too, with just the right thing that you need at just the right time. Paul, it was really, really weird. I have a really crazy story for you, but this, this happened recently. Um, when I worked with you one-on-one, you had told me to go listen to the why can I not remember Amanda Amanda Francis Amanda Francis yeah podcast and Mm -hmm. you were like you know what I think she she has something you'd really resonate with and I had checked it out but I was like "Eh, I don't know if like her vibe is really for me like at the time it didn't click yeah the way that I think that you had foresaw like this could really click for you Mm The other day, I'm not even kidding you, like, because I had completely forgotten about her. I had completely forgotten about that conversation. Here we are a, a year later. So this is July. So this is like the year birthday of when you and I were working together. 
I woke up one morning and her name popped in my head. And I was like, what? What is that? But I was also in a place where I was like, you know what? I'm going to follow this because I really trust that these are coming from my higher self, these, these signs in my life and just being open to that. And so I went and listened to her podcast and I was like, oh my God, boom, this is what I needed to hear today. Boom, this is what, so it was like marathon listening. And that has been so powerful for me this year is just being willing to want what I want, but not worry about the how and just follow the signs to get me there. And I know that's really woo-woo and I don't typically like go really woo-woo, but I know like that's safe here on this podcast. Yeah, so safe here. It is like crazy. And the, the result of that has been that I have, going back to why, why am I doing this, has been seeing my daughters just em- embrace this and be strong in themselves. And the, cra- the other craziest thing happened the other day. I just decided, the other, another person's um, name popped in my head and it was Rachel Hollis. And I was like, you know what? I, I just had this desire all of a sudden to watch her documentary made for more on, I think it's Amazon Prime or Netflix. And I just turned it on one night, just real casually, just like, hey, I'm gonna, I've seen this three times before, but I'm going to put it on. And my daughters were in the room and they started watching and I didn't think anything of it. But the next morning I was upstairs working on my laptop and I heard my daughter, my older daughter, Audra, playing motivational speaker. Like she put, she got in my closet, she put on one of my sweaters, she stood up on the ottoman of our couch and she was like preaching. And I got video of it and I posted it on my Instagram and it was like the coolest thing ever because I was like, they're watching, they're listening. And that's, that's why I'm doing all this. That's why I'm helping moms tap into their strength and power because their kids are watching too. And it's generational. Mm, love that so much. This is, that's, that's really powerful. The generational, you know, stuff that we pass on to our kids without even knowing and, and really, really exciting to, to witness you, you know, being such a powerful leader, not only for your kids, but for other moms so that they can be leaders for their children. So I just have a couple more questions for you. Uh, I asked this question to all of my guests. What does self-love mean to you? Another good question, Paul. Um, You know, to me, self-love means not letting myself off the hook for personal growth. Because it's one thing to love and accept yourself just the way you are. You're perfect in every way. You were born divinely accepted. And that will never change. Nothing you could ever do or say or do with your life or the amount of money that you can make could change your worth and your perfection. Mm. But that, to me, that's not an excuse to let yourself off the hook of becoming better by reaching new levels in your life, by learning and growing and, you know, having better relationships with the people in your life. And so the way that I demonstrate my self-love is pushing myself a little harder because I believe in myself, because I know I can do it and I don't doubt that there's a way and I don't doubt that I have it in me to do just that. Mm. So beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. And um, if people are just so, so jiving with what you're saying and really want to learn more about what you do, where's the best place for them to find you? On Instagram, of course. They can find me as at Sarah Munder. And they can also get my, there's my dog going again. She's, she's ready Listen to come in. Um, <laughs> they can get my worksheet, The Mama Miracle, at themamamiracle.com. Amazing. Well, we will link all of that goodness in the show notes. Um, and if you have any questions for Sarah, I know that she would love to hear from you on Instagram. Uh, if you have any questions about being a client of mine, I'm not sure she would be happy. <laughs> wow. There, there it goes. So um, do, you have, do you have any final uh, words of wisdom or anything you'd like to leave our guests with? 
Yeah, you know, whenever that thought comes up that it's it's hard and I can't create the change that I want in my life, I just want every listener to remember that, yes, it is hard. And if I wasn't built for this, if I hadn't have been working on myself this whole time to become stronger and to grow, then yes, this would be challenging and this could take down the average person, but not me. Because like the saying goes, I haven't come this far just to come this far. There's nothing that you can't overcome and find a solution to. Let that sink in. I love that. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining me on the road to self-love. It has been such a pleasure. As I said, it's been way too long. And um, if you're listening to this and you love this episode, make sure to share it with a mom or a friend who you know would be lit up. Screenshot it, share it to Instagram, tag me at Paul Fishman and at Sarah Munder. And we will see you next time on the road to self-love. Bye. Wait, don't go yet. If you enjoyed today's episode and you know a mama who could really use some positivity and motivation in her life, would you please share this episode? You can either hit the share or copy link button or take a screenshot and post it on Instagram using the hashtag motivation for moms podcast and tag me at Sarah Munder. By the way, if you're not yet following me on Instagram, what are you even doing? Get over there, follow my transformational journey and send me a direct message and let me know your biggest takeaway from today's episode. I love hearing from my listeners. It seriously makes my day, you guys. And if you're ready to learn how to more strategically use a planner to reach your goals, accomplish all of your tasks, and finally make time for the important stuff like self-care time and quality time with your family, head on over to my website, themamamiracle.com to get my online course, The Planner Makeover Course for only $29 today. I can't wait to share with you the skills and strategies that have changed my life and changed the lives of my fellow mamas who have also taken the course. I'll see you there and I'll see you right here next week on Motivation for Moms.